Hey guys, Allie Clifton from the Road Trip and Podcast here. As you know, since moving to LA in 2018, it's been a process trying to uh, figure out my lifestyle. And though it's been an important one, it has been fun. So if you're like me and want a change of pace and are ready to take the next step, the nerds at NerdWallet are here to help you make your dreams a reality. NerdWallet's team of nerds research hundreds of the top credit cards, mortgages, and more so you can easily compare and find what is right for you. Maybe you're looking for a change of pace, a home big enough for you and your family to grow with a basketball hoop up front so you can practice your three-point shot. NerdWallet can help you compare and find the smartest mortgage rates to get some room for you, your family, and your hoop dreams. Ready to compare your way there? Take the first step by discovering the smartest credit cards, mortgages, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NLS Dude, we are going to, before we finish with Road Trip, and whenever that is in 100 years, we are going to get Alley and OnlyFans just for feet. Welcome into this edition of Road Tripping with RJ and Channing, Richard Jefferson, Channing Fry. I'm your host, Allie Clifton, um, and we are nearing the end um, of God. the NBA playoffs. <laughs> and it, <laughs> why, why do you say that? Should we give this stat that you sent me yesterday from uh, Mr. Tim Reynolds, who I adore in this business, um, yes. about how the, the NBA playoffs have gone so far? Oh woof. yeah, woof. <laughs> woof, woof, woof. Um, thirteen games Marla before last Hoosh. night. <laughs> <laughs> thirteen games before last night's game five in Miami have been decided by one, two, or three points. Thirteen games have also been decided in these playoffs by twenty-five points or more. Ooh, we got a good first half last night, though. Yeah. 42 to 37 is a good first half. It's hard to watch sometimes. 42 37. It was a five point game. (laughs) At least I was, at least I was going to tune into the third quarter. Some of these games are like, I'm not watching. After the first quarter of the game in Boston, I wasn't watching the second half. No. What? Hell no. I'm not to. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. Yeah. What am I tweeting about? This is garbage. There's nothing to tweet about. It's just about. so, it's like, and, and here's my, you know, obviously Miami is a special team. Mm-hmm. Here's my criticism. Here's a real question. After Bam got the opportunity to be a starter and be who he is, has he gotten better? Like you, Bam's talent he is the most talented guy on the floor, but he is so robotic at times offensively. It's like, have you not developed a post move or a face-up jumper or any type of aggressiveness to dominate your matchup? Even when he gets a good matchup, he like dribble handoffs to somebody else. Like they are so robotic. And at times that a lot of the times that's gonna make you good but then Jimmy needs to be great all the time, which he can't do at this level. Then Tyler Hero has so much impact because he has the automatic green light. He's the only dude with some wiggle and some a, a leash offensively. Like P.J. Tucker, at t- if he's not shooting a three or like a floater, he's not even looking at the rim. No. It's like you can't win like that. It's, were- it's so hard for them to score because they're like, I have to dribble handoff, screen, roll. Pass, screen, roll. roll. You're like, you're wide open. Dribble, <laughs> handoff, roll, screen. You're like, God damn. God. Do you Are think you they're the saying it like Knicks? that? <laughs> what is going on? No, but that's, but that's, look, Miami is one of the best 
organizations yeah. in all of sports, not just basketball, in all of sports. But there's been, but but that's been some of the criticism of them at times is that they aren't a big adjustment. They're just a, we need to do it harder and we need to do it better. Yeah. Um, they've developed guys. Look at what Tyler Hero has developed into. I know Duncan Robinson's been on the outside, but Duncan Robinson, Max Drew, they've developed guys. But like. This is the issue, in my opinion. Have they, With, though? No, they have. Struess has gotten better. Or uh, it's uh, Struess is, is doing what Struess is. They, yes, getting better or having a system in place. Struess is just Robinson who plays defense. No, nah, he's not. He, right. he can't it's shoot a, like Robinson. He can't shoot like Robinson. Even though Robinson well, I don't know how Robinson can shoot. can't shoot. I can shoot at warm-ups. When you look at Miami, like, if you told me that Bam was a 20-10-5 and five guy, Right, that that he could average twenty points, ten rebounds, and five assists, hundred percent. Like Bam Absolutely. was, Bam was frustrated that he didn't make the All Star game or that he wasn't closer to de- Defensive Player of the Year. Well, these are the moments that you prove it. These are the moments yeah. where you're like, hey, this is who I am. This is what we do. And you're right, they have looked so stagnant. They have looked uninspired. And this is the difference between Golden State and them. When you look at the impact that Wiggins, that Jordan Poole. You know that that those guys have had, and, and Wiggins is quote unquote a young guy. It's kind of a a younger guy. You would think that Bam and Tyler Hero would have done the exact similar thing and helped Jimmy out and helped Kyle Lowry out and helped kind of the older players out because the younger guys are are starting to ascend. Well, that shit hasn't been the case with Tyler. And, and truth truth be told, like they're like, oh well, Robert Williams. When Robert Williams plays, it's like Bam is so much more skilled than Robert Williams. Like I don't I do, like like I I want to give Robert Williams and and the Boston Celtics credit. But Bam hasn't been dominant at all in the postseason the way that we believe that he has a talent to be. Yeah. We're only saying that because Bam is so freaking talented. Mm. You're like, dude, you could dribble. What happened to you even looking at the rim to shoot a mid-range? Like where where are you when do you He looked like a smaller I, I live up he looked like a smaller, yeah. more physical version of Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis is six yeah, foot eleven and skilled, he's about six foot nine with skill, but you would see, feel like a little bit more like physically aggressive. So like they're in the same mold of a super skilled four five hybrid. Same skill, same skill level, dude. He should. We, not, no, he doesn't should. have the offensive game that Anthony Davis has. He doesn't have the offensive game. But also, like, you're like, Bam's early in his career. Early, and Bam's early yeah. in his career. You would figure that, like, if you were to say, and again, I don't want to be disrespectful, but to say, like, oh, he's a poor man's Anthony Davis, that's a compliment. No. That's damn near how. No, I'm just saying, like, a poor, like in that space, yeah. like, he's not mm-hmm. as big. He's not as, as, as skilled. But like the skills could be developed because he is hyper skilled for a six foot nine, six foot ten like power forward. He's super skilled. He can dribble it. He brings it up. He can do all the different things. They run the offense through him. He's a playmaker. He's he's athletic as shit. Like, show me an area which you're like, yo, he's not pretty ridiculous at. How much of what we're seeing now? One, do you think it's a wrap over in six? Yeah. Oh yeah, wrapped. over in six. How this much shit of, is wrapped up? How much of that is a reflection? <laughs> Why of are you the laughing, Celtics. Alex? <laughs> Why are you laughing, Alex? How much of that is just a reflection of the Celtics being the better team when it comes to the series oh, wow. versus injuries? I mean, you have to factor that in for the Heat. 
They're the more talented. I wouldn't say better. They're the more talented. What? I think they're the more talented Celtics team. Celtics are. Celtics are better. That's no. I'm saying I, the Celtics are just why, a flat out better team. Uh, I think if you look at the Celtics, they are constantly making adjustments. Defensively, they're better. Offensively, they're better. They have the the best player on the court, which is Jason Tatum. And then you would look at who's ten on the court. Their ten is better than Miami's ten. Their ten is Robert Williams. And then their t- their five. Robert Williams or their is other 10. ten. He's not ten. Robert. He's probably like eight. Robert. Robert Williams okay, is pretty good. He's pretty good. If you have ten people on the starting lineup, who's t- Max Struess is ten. Sorry, Max Struess is ten. Yeah. But everyone else is all Boston. Boston got five out of eight on their team. Yeah. And nine and ten are Miami. So that's hard to beat. And then off the bench, they have freedom. And so it's not like they're in a robotic state. When they bring they bring du- dudes that can hoop off the bench. It's not like they bring robotic guys off the bench. Yeah. It, it just look, Miami, they have willed themselves here. Jimmy oh, Butler God, yeah. doesn't look 100%. Tyler Hero is out. Um, uh, Kyle Lowry doesn't look like he's 100%. And I'm sorry, this is the NBA Finals. You're playing, and I know Boston, you know, Marcus Smart's out and other guys are banged up, but it's like, at the end of the day, you would look at Boston and say they're healthier, they're deeper, mm-hmm. um, they have the wings and the guys to play multiple positions. Um, they have less guys that you can target. You can point it to like one, one and a half guys on Boston where there's probably three or four guys that you can target on on Miami. And that's not a knock on Miami. That's just to make it like they Duncan Robinson. They paid ninety million dollars, and he can't play. Kyle Lowry is in a position right now at zero points. Now we talked about Bam. Bam had eighteen, but was negative twenty three. He had eighteen and ten. So obviously, it's but that, was, that but wasn't a. Good, you can't have a guy. Go ahead. Right. Yeah, but you I was going to say there's a difference between an eighteen and ten and an impactful eighteen and ten. To what right. you were saying yeah. earlier, yeah. Kyle Lowry he had an Anthony zero. Davis how eighteen you, and ten. How are you? Wow. <laughs> Look, and there. Dude, how I, I'm just gonna step in and say this because points. I could see people being like, "Oh my God, they're crushed." Whatever. Like we've talked about it when it comes to Anthony Davis. Like there are levels to his game, and a lot of it comes back to his impact or lack yeah, thereof. Anthony Davis could times. be asleep. That's what I'm saying. Anthony Davis yes. could be asleep and, and go out and get and 25 and 12. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, he had how many? And they lost by how much? <laughs> right? <laughs> so, like, that's not a knock on it. Like, Anthony Davis is far better than me and Channing. Like, blah, blah, blah. We get oh, all, we get heart. all, we get all. If you combine me and Channing, yeah, we're not I Anthony. couldn't tie his shoes. Yeah, exactly. But it doesn't change the fact, that's bro. That's our job to talk some shit. It, so does, it, it, it doesn't, at the end of the day, the reality is the reality. Like, you can have great numbers and not have it be impactful. And I've seen guys have, you know, 20 and 8 and 12 in the fourth quarter. That's impactful, right? If you just give me six every quarter and your team is getting outscored by seven every quarter and you lose by 20, your 25 and 10 was not impactful. That's just, that's just, doesn't mean that it's empty or that it's, or that, that you're not good. Just wasn't a very impactful. For a good example would be Andrew Wiggins was averaging 22 points in Minnesota <laughs> and getting a head busted, now he averages a 17, 17, and it is extremely impactful. Yeah. His 20 in Minnesota wasn't shit, 
and his seven team yes. got the is getting the Warriors to the NBA Finals and probably going to win the thing. So Jerry, your impact on winning versus just your impact playing the game on playing. So Jerry yeah. West, Jerry West said, and like sometimes you just like you're around the legends and he, you pick up stuff. It's like don't give me a guy that gives me two steals and eight rebounds. Show me when they get those two steals. Show me when they get those eight rebounds. Because some guys come out in the first quarter. Some guys come out in the first half. Some guys disappear in the third. Some guys don't really do much. Like, that's why the crunch time statistics are so important. It's basically what Jerry West was saying. In crunch time, when the game was within five points and there's five minutes to go, like the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, Chris Paul, they were elite. They were the best team in the league, undefeated, you know, going into the fourth quarter with a lead. That means that they're... At when you needed them to play their best is when they did. Now, I know we can talk about the postseason and how it ended, but that's part of basketball. But, like, ultimately, it's when they were at their best, and that was crunch time for the Phoenix Suns. Some guys are first-half players, first-quarter players. You want those guys that are fucking problems with five minutes to go, and it's a five-point game. I will say, can so we please clip the that? Oh, go ahead. Can go ahead. we please clip that segment where Richard and Channing both complimented Anthony Davis and so that he was better than the both of them? Because I really have wanted Anthony Davis to be on this podcast, but I feel like you guys have wrote him so hard <laughs> no, that he probably like, will never get road driven a chance. I would love for him to what? come on here. So uh, he would have a blast. A Anthony Davis would. Yeah, Anthony so. Davis would have a blast. AD would have a blast on our podcast because, like, me and Channing, how many years do you play Channing? 13. We have 30 years of teammates. Yeah, well, 17, 13. We have 30 years of teammates and coaches. But, but, but I'm just, I'm merely saying that like. There's nothing that I wouldn't say that to his face. Exactly. And, and that, we'll be like, come on, man. And, and there's, and, and Stop all eating of, them empty carbs. And all Stop the, eating Yo, empty those carbs ruffles, those ruffles, though, are fire. Are <laughs> Can we please? Yeah, yeah, fire. His, not I LeBron's. Do, I his. do like ruffles with dips. Oh. I haven't tried <laughs> with bronze. Dips. <laughs> Damn. I haven't either. I can't find them. Um, hey, question. Sorry, yes. Ellie. No. Real quick, real quick. And um, this is for you. You know, Joel Embiid to Miami thing, <laughs> right? He's been tweeting a lot. They're not what, giving what him up. What do you up. think about that? They're not giving him up. He's not a free agent. I don't know. I don't know about the Joel to Miami <sighs> thing, but I have something to say about Joel in general. Ooh. Oh, get it, girl. <laughs> what happened? I... Look, I first of all, I, I want to say this to those on Twitter, and I have to say this because I don't really tweet much when it comes to this stuff, large in part because of this. Uh, so I probably walked myself into it. But I give a lot of people credit for just reading between the lines or the ability to read between the lines or just understanding and knowing. And I preface with the fact that I am not perfect. I make mistakes. But I did not make a mistake here. I know the GD rules when it comes to first team, <laughs> second team, third. I understand that it is position locked. My problem with the position locked, it goes back to the fact that for how long, and I want you guys to correct me because we were talking about this, Richard, the other day, and I don't think you actually gave me a concrete timeline, but for the last decade or so, the NBA has evolved, right? It has become a different game to the point where all narratives for the most part and the way in which we dissect and break down the NBA game today is based off of what? Positionless, positionless basketball back. and so when it comes to evaluating players in their performance especially at this stage and when it comes to this award um, for example you need to have criteria that is reflective of how you view the game and so I struggle with the fact 
that Joel Embiid, and, and we all know the facts, right? That he is this season, last season, second best player. Uh, the MVP award, let's call a spade a spade, was not a runaway. And we all know that. And the fact that he, he was, was not on the first team. I didn't get a vote. Fuck y'all. But if if he was, or if you did get a vote, Channing, he would have been on the first team in your oh, eyes. Yeah. What? Without a doubt. That's not even, that wasn't even that's, a question. That's the just my score, problem the there. So in the league. Yeah, and the other thing that I was going to say, team? too, is like, I know when it comes to all of these things, so I'm just going to take this away from anyone saying who would you have taken off. I hate that question, though I understand Luka it's part of Luka. it. Luca. But yeah, here's I'm the thing. Luka. I'm not going to sit here and talk about someone who, for a position that you only get five spots, right? It's such a coveted award and an honor. I'm not going to take that away from someone because I, I guess will. what? I've never played in the NBA. I will. And I've never made the amount of money, what comes from that, et cetera. But I don't even think it matters who you take off. It's the fact of the matter that Joel Embiid deserves to be on the first team. He earned that. And when you guys talk about top 75, the next 25 years, when the top 100 comes out, Rich, you made this point. That award matters. Yeah. First team versus second team matters because you're talking about it. But let me say this. The NBA failed singularly Joel Embiid. The NBA failed him. And this is where the reporters also failed him. And this is why I don't, there is an option that you can put Joel as a forward or as a center, however you want to use them. There was the option and people opted more people opted and Giannis, Giannis was, he was listed unanimous. as a forward centered. That they were both were, were listed at forward center, so you had the option. You can't have the guy getting second in the MVP and making second team All NBA. They had the same thing happen with Marcus All when he won Defensive Player of the Year, and and that was the year that Braun should have won it if you would have used like a normal brains criteria. But like to me, I just thought that it was one. I thought he was the MVP, and two to get a second kick in the nuts and have him be have him be second team. The NBA failed him. You're not recognizing your best players. And this is why I say Luka. Luka is great. Luka is going to be the best player in the league. Luka is going to be one of the next 100 greatest players. He's this, this, and that. The first 30 games, Luka said he wasn't in shape. The team said he wasn't in shape. The team didn't play great the first 30 games, and he worked his way in. You have to account for those 30 games the same way you did the last 30 games. And in my mind, that thir- those first 30 games – puts Luca in second team and that's what puts Joel on the first team if I had to take one person off and that is why anybody that wants to argue I'm not saying Joel I'm not saying that Luca are that Devin Booker and Jason Tatum are better than Luca I'm not saying that I'm saying those three had a better season overall over 82 and was a more complete season than what Luca had and those are facts there's no basketball brain that will say that those aren't facts so the NBA failed Joel Embiid. They failed him, and it's not Hashtag cool. Facts. Hashtag facts. Yeah, my pro- my problem is with the criteria. Oh, the criteria is trash. <clears throat> Channing? I feel like you gave me I a little credibility, though, on, on Twitter when you said that I beat you to the punch. So, obviously, you feel. You oh, no, I mean, fair. you obviously feel. Uh, I, I do think it's funny, right? And I'm just shooting the shit at this point. 
uh, that Jalen Rose voted for Kyrie Thurston. Oh, that was him. You're just like, come on, man. So like, I saw the on. clip of Stephen A's reaction, but why? I didn't catch it last night because I was doing Sparks. Why did Jalen say that he put him on there? Yeah, I didn't catch it either. Richard, uh, did you catch it? What? Why, why? did Jalen oh, yeah. vote Kyrie he, Thurston? He, I, I, he said he made a mistake. Let's first start with that. He said he made a mistake. Uh, he said that he felt like when like he felt like this is the Kyrie not playing was out of his control. And when you mean that is that Kyrie, it wasn't like you saw with Matisse Thibel. Kyrie was not the only player to not get vaccinated. Matisse Thibel didn't get vaccinated either, and he couldn't go play in Toronto. There were more players than people knew. It wasn't an NBA rule. It was a New York City mandate. So he said that he tried not to hold that against him because when Kyrie played, when he was on the court in those 26 games, he was one of the best 15 players in the league. That's not something I like that. Like... I, I'm just saying, like, I don't agree with it. But if you use that logic, you're like, dude, the 26 games that he was allowed to play. And then the Nets said they weren't going to have him play road games. He was willing to play all the road games. So that was his logic, is that the, the, the New York City mandate took away his home games. Then the Nets said, we're not going to have you play part-time. But when, the, when all of that started to change, Kyrie was one of the best 15 players in the league. If you look at having 40, having 50, doing some of the things that he was doing. We didn't need the, we didn't need the 29 games that he was allowed to play, though, to tell us who Kyrie Irving is and, is and can be in this league. Agreed. That's that's my point. Is you could do that in five games. <laughs> yeah, think about the amount of guys that if they only had to give you twenty nine games over the course of a nine month season or a seven month season, if you're not a part of the postseason, like could tell you that they are a third team All NBA player. I could. I will I'm not say saying this. everyone, but no, Channing. We, we you know this. I still have to compliment Kyrie because Kyrie was must have been working his ass off. For those months Dude. that he was playing solo, that's so hard because when because when Kyrie showed up, he showed up ready to go. He showed up like like listen, we can give him that compliment like because that's hard as a player. Part of the reason why I retired is like I wasn't going to wait around for a phone call. I wasn't going to be working out at high school gyms and LA fitnesses and doing that stuff. I wasn't going to be doing that trying to get ready for a phone call. Well, Kyrie essentially was waiting on a phone call, but Kyrie took care of himself. And the minute Kyrie was able to play, he was out there balling. He was out there balling. Yeah, like. People don't understand how in shape you get from practice with 11 other dudes. Yeah. Like shoot around, pick up, like training camp. He didn't go none through of none of that. And then this dude <laughs> is in the gym running by himself. by himself, probably listening to like, you know, nature music. Let me, let me be honest <laughs> with you guys though. Bowls. Let me be honest with you guys though. Are you surprised? Because, uh, I think the one thing we've learned about Kyrie it's, is it's like hard. It, one, hard. it's hard, but he's this is a responsibility that he does not take lightly, and I think he continues to prove that off the court True. about what he is involved in and what matters to him. Um, but also, you can't sit there and, and preach all of these things, and then when it is time for you to return, not be in shape. So, like, it's were still you a surprised? No, one hundred percent. It's a compliment. I just yep. You can do 90% of it and then show up and like, let's say his first game, you know, he has 18, he has 22 and like his first five, seven games, it's okay. And then he gets better as the time goes on. That man showed up ready to go. Like that man showed yeah. up like he was playing. I think he had 50 in his first yeah, month. Yeah, like, like that's, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Now, I also understand he yeah. has an advantage because he gets four days rest. But, like, your body deconditions. Your body, especially Kyrie, is getting older. He's not 23 years old where he can just wipe off the bottom of his shoes and then go for 50. But it takes a certain level of conditioning, focus, training to make sure you don't get hurt because your body is off its normal, like, schedule and clock. So this is this is more of a, like, people understand what Kyrie did to make sure that he was ready to go was 10 out of 10. He could not have done a better job. He has done as better as well of a job as any player that missed substantial time and then showed up ready to go. Now, all the other stuff I get, but that part, 10 out of 10, A++. Which is why to kind of bring it full circle, if you were just judging him on 29 games and that was their criteria, he probably wouldn't have been just 13. Just saying. Yeah, There's he's, more he's to what goes into that decision than just yeah, 29 games. Yeah, um, all right, the, the Warriors, is it a wrap? Oh, that's all the way. Oh, okay. lock that joint up. Well, you're just well, impossible. I thought you were gonna go like I dream when you lose. <laughs> this is called a rap. This is like you wrap it that up. That Christina Aguilera reference? No, 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 no. This is Ooh, not. I love Christina Aguilera, but she had that. What is that dirty video? Holla at your boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I think we we're in like 18 when that came out. So yeah, the Warriors, it's a lock. Uh, this, they just, yeah, God, sorry, we went on a tangent about Christina. young Christina yeah. Aguilera. Um, it's, they're just, it's too much. It's too much to guard. You have to play them perfect. When you lose a game to Kevin Looney, it's a wrap. Kavan, Kavan Looney, you two Kavon. loons. No, no I Kevin. made one. I he's made Kevin. one mistake. I said his name <laughs> 500 times. I said it really quickly once. I know his name is Kevon. I know that. The fact that the both of nope, you just... his name is Kevin. <laughs> I'm calling him by his government. <laughs> I'm, call, I'm calling him by, like, when a police officer pulls him over. Hey, Kevin. Yes, they're like, Kev, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you lose... If Kevon Looney, who hasn't scored 20 since his freshman year of college, and he's and he beat you... That, that series is Yo, a wrap. He, that was your he, chance. He's, he's, that was your chance. He's, he's shooting like 85% in this series. It's just like, where did this come well, from? Is he's, where bro, is he bro, like, he's, he's coming off layups. Like, he's not out here going to work on people, Channing. They're like, they're like crazy. Dry, because, like, this is the thing. When you drive, and you know this from playing against, like, when it was KD, Steph, and Clay. When you drive, if you're Draymond and you drive and the big comes to help, Looney's right there because if there's a small that cracks, if a, there's a small that cracks back, you throw it straight to to Jordan Poole. You throw it straight to Steph. You throw it straight to Wiggins. So they're like, ah, oh, we're gonna stay at home and see if Kevon Looney can beat us. And it's like, well, apparently you can. On layups. Oh, on layups. Oh, on layups. Just keep laying it up and offensive rebounds now. But he's one of those players that should be complimented, man. To me, he reminds me a little bit of, of Tristan. Uh, with the Cavs where it's like you don't fully appreciate how important he is to the ecosystem of what they do. Tristan is huge, was huge to the ecosystem of what we were doing. Very similar to what Kevon Looney is. He's, it's like the ecosystem is a delicate balance. We saw people would think like losing Gary Payton the second. You're like, oh, he's their seventh best player, but a part of their ecosystem and as a perimeter defender, he is probably the second or third most important defender on their team. Probably second most important defender outside of Draymond. So that just shows you that he's not he's not one of their top five guys, 
but like he's their second best defender. So when he's out there, ecosystem gets all screwed up. And Looney is that guy. Yeah. Channing agrees. Allie, you okay? I was just, yeah, giving Channing you agrees. Channing's like, Channing. Yeah, I, I started off talking about Kevin. <laughs> His name is Kavan, bro. Uh, it's Kavan. Kavan. Um, Guys, now I'm trolling. Come I, on, now, now you're I'm trolling. trolling. Okay. All right, let's take a quick time out. We have a great few products that we want to tell you about this week. Hey, everyone. It's Allie again for NerdWallet. You still dreaming about a home with a driveway hoop? Well, what if we told you NerdWallet can help you take the first steps to make those dreams a reality? NerdWallet's team of nerds research hundreds of the top credit cards, mortgages, and more, so you can easily compare and find what's right for you. And since you're getting a front yard hoop, let's make that backyard perfect for barbecues and NBA watch parties. NerdWallet can help you find a low mortgage rate so you can find the right place with lots of space in both yards. Ready to compare your way there? Take the first step by discovering the smartest credit cards, mortgages, and more today at nerdwallet.com. All right, road trippers, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Our entire crew loves it, and we know you will too. Prize Picks has the best NBA prop game across the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS operator, and they offer every player and stat category you can think of. Want to get in the game now? There's no better time with the NBA playoffs in full swing. All new users that make their first deposit and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN will receive an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. All you have to do is pick two to five players and select an over-under on their daily projections. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks even allows mixed sport entries. Use the award-winning Prize Picks app, either on the App Store or Google Play today. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Make this year's NBA playoffs a little more exciting. Enjoy a special bonus offer on us. Check out prizepicks.com, use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN, or go to your App Store and download the app today. Remember, Road Trippers, prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Guys, did you get your athletic greens? Oh, yes, I did. Ooh. It was popular. <gasps> I actually did. I, so it, they it sent was it popular. to the yoga studio. Yeah, they sent it to the yoga studio, and I opened it up, and everybody was like, what's up, Alec? Hey, we're going to start selling athletic greens. I don't think they know it, but we want to start selling it to the yoga <laughs> studio. Because when I opened it up there, everyone was asking me about it. Every, I was literally giving an infomercial at the yoga studio with all of my – and I actually gave one of the bags to uh, uh, the person uh, that works our front desk. So, yeah, I'm, I'm generous with it. You talking about no, Pete? No, not Pete. I don't give nothing to Pete. <laughs> Peter Knife. Yeah. I thought you said Peter Knife. Um, yeah, no, I will say the last few days after I posted it, obviously, because they gave us so much, which is incredible. Um, <clears throat> I've encouraged a lot of people to go to, obviously, check it out on the website, use our promo code, because they're all wondering. Everyone is wondering, is it the real deal? Do you actually enjoy taking it? What is it like? Obviously, as we know, it's the 75 vitamins and minerals that nourishes our body, the clarity, the energy. I talk a lot about the debloating that happens. Um, a scoop every morning and eight ounces of water. I actually add the little droppers. Um, we are big advocates <clears throat> here on Road Trip, and the guys love it. We take it every single day. actually had a friend who asked me about it, and I said for my two guys who are... 40-ish. Hey, hey, um, they need it just to get their whoa, whoa, their whoa. bones working in the morning. And here's, so my, so here's my travel guys. packs. Here's my travel just packs. Oh, my gosh. I, tra I travel Look. with... I'm, I'm not joking, man. I travel with this nonsense. <laughs> 
looky there. And it's very easy. It's efficient. Again, it takes two seconds to take. And so to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs, as Rich just showed you for your first free purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin and take ownership of your health. Uh, today, pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Again, go to athleticgreens.com slash roadtrippin and get started today. We love it. No lies. Do you hear that, Channing? Um, like anything free else? Your supply of vitamin D. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Allie, I have a question. Can you name three Aerosmith songs? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. What was that one? Know. Like Armageddon. That's not that's that's a movie that that they had a, a song. The song in it, though. The song in it. How does it, how does it go? First of all, okay. Well, I just think you said Armageddon. Wait. You just said it like that was the name of it. Yeah. What's the song? I could stay awake just to just hear to... you breathing. <laughs> okay, I know his name. I know his name. What's his name? Steven Tyler. Yeah, okay. Okay. What's his daughter's name? She was in Armageddon. Kayla. <laughs> she was <laughs> Kayla's no, it's Liz. Was it Liz? Liz? Liv? She doesn't Lizzo? know, bro. Kidding. No, that was a joke. Don't do that. Shout out Lizzo, Tyler love Lizzo. In the crazy video with Alicia Silverstone, it was amazing. Oh that my was, that god! First of all, isn't it, it Alicia? Alicia? Alicia Silverstone? Alicia? It's not Alicia. It's Alicia. 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 That's a that's a black guy. <laughs> I can't stand either of you. That's too many battles. Too many battles. Can you name Channing? Can you name three Aerosmith songs? Crazy. Dream on. Oh, I see. I know all of these. Sweet emotion. Yeah. 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 Don't. Don't. Let's yeah. not. Sweet. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dude. First of all, I listen first to of so all, many random songs. It is 2022. Can you please not suppress my energy in the way in which nope, I would like to? No, no. We're here to support. <laughs> There's, we're here to support. support. We're, to, we're, we're here lift to lift you up by up. telling you no. The best, no. The, <laughs> the, the, the best support that you can give somebody sometimes is telling them no. Honesty. Yeah. Honesty. Yeah. All right. Honesty. Let's move into some other topics, unless you guys have any other NBA topics that are on your. Oh, let's go to some other nonsense. Oh, Richard, I have oh. a question. What, your response when it came to the Lakers coaching. Oh, I do want to talk about up? this. Yeah. Yes. I actually do want to talk about this. God. Ain't nobody want to talk no. about the damn No, Lakers. no, no. First of all, first of all, you and Kendrick, Kendrick oh, Perkins, sorry, for those out there. Uh, that don't Perky, know this. Lucky. None of you Perk do. Was supposed to tell be you. Here. He was supposed Perk to be on. Be yes, he was supposed to be on the pod today. And so I was actually going to spare because I've recognized, I observed that you two apparently don't like talking about the Lakers. But I, I get it because when you're on the show, you only get so much time. Well, this is a podcast. So when it comes to the Lakers coaching search, I would like y'all's opinion on it. <laughs> and, and just <laughs> what you think. Uh, okay. Obviously, so, they're three finalists, and then they've got the the one report out there well, uh, with Doc Rivers. So from Kenny Atkinson's to Terry Stotts to Darvin Ham as three let, finalists. Let me say this about the show, and a lot of times, what like Chan, Channing, me oh. and Channing, that's my guy. This is the thing. 
a lot of this is just to be fun and to have entertainment and for us to joke around. Like we were sitting here making fun of Anthony Davis, knowing that he's a thousand times better than us. Like we're just here when we're when we're sitting here just being like, why are we talking about the Lakers? We they should be talking about the coaching shirts. Just don't don't fall for the entertainment value and factor that we get. That being said. Because they're children and they're not going to stop doing it. No, we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. And our company like <laughs> no. and our company likes it. So this either stop watching or just deal with our little sophomore no. humor. Let First of all, you should never. Choices. You should. You should never tell people to stop watching. <laughs> I just, look. This is uh, uh, yes. Uh, okay, like You're technically welcome, yes, but they could also whatever kiss my ass. Um, <laughs> No, I just think I I just think that the Lakers it's going to be a, there is no right answer for this coaching search given who they are and what they roster has. JJ Redick actually said something really really smart. He's like, "Dude, this ain't about the coach. They just fired a coach that won a championship and had all the credentials and not one of the coaching candidates has a quarter of the resume that uh that a guy like Frank Vogel has." Think about that. Right? Frank Vogel's won a championship and I believe he was at two conference finals. Like he's like like he's he's coached multiple like all NBA guys in in Paul George. You know he he helped develop that whole Indiana culture. He has all of the resume. None of those three coaches combined have the same resume. All three of those coaches combined don't have the same resume as Frank Vogel. So this ain't about coaching. Don't tell me that Kenny Atkinson, who is a very good coach, or Terry Stott, who is a very good coach, or Darvin Ham, who's going to be, in my opinion, a very good coach. Like, we don't know. Like, they're getting a less, uh, a, a less qualified compared to the person that they fired. So good luck. Like, I wish them all the best. But this situation ain't about coaching. It's about uh, roster construction. It's about team chemistry. And it's about, you know, having the right pieces. And they just don't have that. So Phil Jackson, Red Arback can come out of the grave. And he would struggle with this, man. Oh, I'm God. saying, bro. Like, God rest his soul. Love Red Arback. There is a report out there. Yeah, I'll okay, say yeah, this. You got it. Go nope, you got it. No, no, you first. You first. It's going on to the next. You're good. Oh, damn it. Um, <laughs> here's what I would do. If I was Lakers upper management, whoever I bring in, I say, you're not going anywhere for the next eight years. We are going to build through this. I need somebody who is going to create a hierarchy for the future of the Lakers. I don't need a fix now person. I need somebody who is going to establish the correct culture, who is going to put the players in a position to be successful and I also need somebody in Anthony Davis's ear that is going to lift him up, but be able to hold him accountable and say, hey, like, I'm here for you. You're the future. Because realistically, Anthony Davis is the future of the Lakers. So whoever you bring in, it's not, Braun's going to be Braun. I could coach the Lakers with Braun. Russ is going to be Russ. He not what He's just going to play the way he wants to play, which is fine. The deal is your draft picks, the young guys you bring in, and your vets to build around those guys. And Anthony Davis, number one. If you want to make get the best out of him, you got to bring in somebody who's going to put a system around Anthony Davis and just say, hey, if you don't want to fit in here, here's where we're going. Get up out of here. We, we'll move on. I, to me, that's what I would do. I, do you think I it's it? When no, it I comes agree. to... I know. Go, I'm sorry. Holy shit. When it comes to... 
Braun is going to be Braun. You still have to be able to coach him, hold him accountable. He's still, you guys say it all the time. You have to be able to get on Tim Duncan like you get on the 15th man, right? That's where a, a level of respect is earned. And especially when you're bringing in a new individual in that chair, correct? Braun is 38 years he's old. He's older than some of the coaches. If he still needs he's to be older okay. than some of the coaches. Okay. Yeah, right. Okay, we, okay. You know what? Braun's going to be Braun. What do you expect, right? You don't expect him to get 30. Hey, Braun, just give me give me 15 to 20. Oh, you're averaging 30? Do you believe, Thank okay, you. respect, do you believe what you really said when you said Russ is going to be Russ? I, 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 I struggle to think that it's just on Anthony Davis. I, I really do. I understand future. I get it. And I, I think, too, with, with his skill, except a lot of his is about being available, right, and healthy. And then, obviously, matching your play when you are on the court. But I, I struggle to think that the other two don't have a part in this when it comes to being able to hold them. They have a part, but at what <clears throat> for how long, right? Russ is not going to all of a sudden just become a great three-point shooter. He's not going to turn into Derek Fisher and pass the ball and run to the corner. Russ has been an MVP. He's been in NBA Finals. He's a top 75 player. There's only so much moving him out of that lane. So what you do is you say, hey, everyone else, Braun and Russ, here's where you fit in. The other 13 players, this is how we're going to play. And then Braun and Russ will figure out how to be successful within that group. But you're not I just don't think you're finding anyone other than maybe T. Lou who can really go there and say, I need you to be this all the time. And, and that's just a yeah, fact. And I won't say that they can, messed can, up by hiring. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ellie. Mm -mm. I was say? just going to say, can Doc Rivers be that guy? Yeah, but there Doc Rivers that, still has a again, job. Again, knowing nothing, I'm just, I'm just going off of when you Rivers. guys turn on your, your Twitter, the rumors, and you see that the Lakers are yeah. still holding out hope no idea if that's true for Doc Rivers. What goes through your mind? Can he be that guy? I, I think Doc could because Doc has a level of respect. I also think that that Jawan Howard would have been a great. I actually, when I heard the name being mentioned, now it wasn't the right time for Jawan Howard. He's got his kids that he's going to be coaching. Michigan is 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 growing and he's he's building that program. So I understand. And that's at his at his alma mater. But I, I'll say this. The Lakers, you won't say that they made a mistake in not hiring T. Lou, but one of T. Lou's issues is that they were only trying to offer him like a three-year con. Like they were just trying to tie him to Braun. And T. Lou is like, I am a great coach. I am not just a guy that coached LeBron. And he's proven that with the Clippers. He's literally proven that. And so that's where the mistake oh, yeah. was made. Like, hey, we want to have an input in your coaching staff. We don't want to give you like an extent. We, we, we don't want to give you a, a coaching or we don't want to give you a contract past Braun. Or like there was a bunch of like random stipulations that were rumored that made T. Lou say like, no, I'm not taking this job. Because if you just think that I'm here just to coach LeBron, no, I'm here to coach the Lakers. I was a Laker. I won a championship. And and I am a great coach. Clippers were like, let's go. And he has proven. He has been a great. And like <laughs> me, Channing, you, all of us would have. All, all, of, be all of us would look. All of us, if we were disgusting sitting in that meeting, we were like, yo, T. Lou is the guy. The, the fact that he can coach LeBron is a plus. What he does with everyone else is where you win. Where The way he would talk to Channing or me yeah. or JR or Kyrie or anybody 
That's where he won. Not because he was able to hold LeBron accountable or able to coach LeBron. It's because he managed the other 13, 14 guys on the roster fucking beautifully. He did it beautifully. And so the Lakers, I don't want to say messed it up, but like the way they approached it wasn't right. Because in my opinion, T. Lou, if he was a coach, they would have a championship and he would probably still be there. He would probably still be there. Oh, absolutely. Well said. Um, okay, <clears throat> moving on, unless you guys have anything else. Did that answer your question, Channing? What do you got, little piggy? What are you doing, little fingers? Yes. From that and, and his little tongue, buddies. snake tongue. Oh, my God. Um, okay, we have some fun topics. Kind of yep. that led to the toilet paper. Ooh, I like um, fun topics. Which, yeah, which was fun for a lot of people. Um, all right. <clears throat> so Shout out to Jeremiah. He comes up with these, and it's wonderful. Because of my lack of pop culture knowledge. Snoop Shout said on Jake Paul's Jeremy. podcast. Which Jeremiah is? Uh-oh. Social media. Jay. Is that a Jay? <laughs> okay. What are we doing? Why Go are ahead. you pausing, Richard? <laughs> I'm not pausing. <laughs> oh, Snoop said on Jake Paul's podcast that Michael Jordan once offered him $2 million to DJ a party. Snoop declined due to a scheduling conflict. He said had shit to do. Then he doubled down and said, Magic Johnson is his favorite MJ. If you could pick one musical artist, this is my question, or band to play at a big party and money wasn't an option, who would it be and why? Ooh. Mine would be Aerosmith. Dead or alive. Isn't that a song? Bon Jovi. I was going to say either Prince or Michael. <laughs> Oh, Prince is on my Prince is top five. Why? Why was the question dead or Prince alive, and one. you went both dead? Bruno Mars is <laughs> two. No, okay, so those are no. Okay, well, Prince so is alive. Okay, we gotta go Prince alive. If we're gonna go alive, you know, if Bruno Mars, Bruno Mars, fuck yeah, Jimmy. not even close. Bruno Mars, not even close. His con- I've been to his concert, concert twice. three times. Bruno Mars's concert is he, the like, best. Every, like, Bruno Mars is that the dude. Best. Black, white. Kids, older people, adults, grandpa, everyone. He's so he's ambiguous. He's, uh, ethnically he's ambiguous. Like, like, like everyone loves him. He dances around. He can sing. He's an entertainer. He. I don't want to say like he's this versions of like this generation's version of Prince, but he's got a lot of that in him. Where he's just so such a great entertainer, and he just has a joy about when he's up there. I saw him after his first album. I went and saw him. Janelle Monet opened up for him. It was an amazing concert. Yeah, it was dope. So, like, yeah, I would probably go if we're talking about a concert, family friendly, everything. Yeah, Bruno Mars is that dude. He could just go through his albums, and nobody would be mad about any no, song. And you gonna on get any ten album. bangers, ten like, bangers. He could just play the bangers. So I'm saying just More the than bangers. Ten. Allie, you More okay? than 10 bangers. Allie's a oh, just a bangers. He went on, um, so the Ellen DeGeneres show, obviously, is approaching its final day. Um, Ellen is going off air. And so she had uh, Bruno on yesterday for the second to last show on her show. And, oh, She knew I mean, what she was doing. She knew all, what she was doing. Yeah. He's that dude. He's that, she's like, who can I, that Bruno Mars, oh, he's yeah, that dude. dude. I, like, all of us are like, Bruno Mars will be performing next. Ain't nobody turning that channel. I'm tuning in tomorrow, <laughs> record, uh, yeah. Dude, using my TiVo. <laughs> What's wrong? Um, okay, <laughs> moving on. Colin Kaepernick blew up the headlines this week by trying out for the Raiders. 
If you could dust off one NBA player that retired over the past five to 10 years in their current physical shape for this year's NBA finals, who would it be? Mm. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't pick myself. Wait, say that question again. I'm just, it's a joke, Allie. So I can guess, are they in shape? <laughs> you weren't joking. Allie, are they in shape? If you could, in their current physical shape, if you well, could I don't know dust the current, off I don't know the a player current, that has I don't know retired. The physical shape. I would say Jamal Crawford. Yeah, Jamal He's always Crawford, in shape. Sure. He's always in shape. Why do you seem so disappointed in our answer? Yeah. No, I'm not disappointed. Jamal's a good one. I just didn't, I thought you guys would go like even deeper. Oh. <clears throat> I mean like past time. Wow. Uh, God. Past time. Yeah. Lord have mercy. There's nothing too worse many, when people get disappointed. Many, uh, you don't too get many greens. First of all, I love Jamal. Damn. Okay. We've had him on the podcast. Love Jamal. I just assumed <laughs> you guys would have went more different. Somebody somebody sent me a message. Let me see what this guy said. Maybe he responded. Fuck him. Um, let me see. He goes, this is you're like this. He goes this. He goes this. He goes. I, I was about to obliterate him. He goes, this is a guy, I won't say his name. But he goes, why do you insist on demeaning the professionalism of broadcast media? Your shirt unbuttoned dang near to your navel is not only ghetto, but you look like a poor black Elvis. I spent 30 years in the media and in journalism, and as your elder, I would suspend you or even fire you for trashing the pro profession. Get over yourself. Your ego and persona has no business in this profession. <laughs> That is Someone a, sent a DM. Yes, a professional. A professional sent that to me. And I go, tell me. So this How is my How did that make you feel? I go, tell me about your career in journalism. <laughs> he would hate me. I oh, wear oh, short sleeve oh, shirts so underneath then, my so, jacket. So, uh -oh. so, <laughs> oh, I might wear this underneath my jacket today. And he goes, Dude, don't do it. That no, 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 like no, the bacon, it, it, it set us out. You just have to, you have to like sit. Yeah, we have this, this little cuts. Oh, Shout out my people at Cuts. The t-shirts, hoodies, the best shirts, Dude, the best, the best shirts. hoodies. I know, they've been sending me gear. I, I got to give them some more Best hoodies. Um, yeah, I, and so Damn. he goes, I don't even want to read the next. Uh, it, no, please do. Please do. We're already no, here. No, because it just like. Um, no, please do. I think this is actually enlightening. For the things that are said to us and yeah so i sent him i so i sent him a picture so i sent him sent him a picture of this is like understand respectfully i sent him a picture of craig sager and like some of his most outlandish stuff and i sent him a picture of clive frazier and some of his <laughs> most outlandish stuff now one thing that we all know in tv is you're supposed to wear very muted prints right because it like yes craig sager is that's his thing like his awesome jackets that's what he's famous for but that's not what you're supposed to wear on television it's not because it distracts the eye it takes away from the interview those are all things that we are taught in this industry but craig sager was like "Fuck it i'm gonna do what i want to do and he is one of the most respected Hall of Fame journalist ever. Walt Frazier, who's won multiple Emmys, is an NBA icon, wears some of the most out, like, I don't want to say outlandish, like it's negative, one of the most over the top of all time. 
and no one's questioning his professionalism. So I sent those two pictures and I was like, what do you think of these guys' professionalism, right? And he's like, oh, well, they're dressed to impress, suit and tie. And I'm like, no, bro, I know for a fact. Yeah, that's what he said. He goes, well, look at them, sharp and neither of them have their shirts unbuttoned. And I'm like, they're wearing orange with purple and green neon stuff with snakeskin alligator boots. And you're telling me that they're more, they're more professional than I am with like two or three buttons down. And then I said, I was like, by the way, this was a shtick that we were doing for being in Miami and being in South Beach. No different than when like Chuck and these guys put on fisherman hats and like say everyone's gone fishing. No different than when Chuck is wearing shorts underneath his thing. Who the fuck are you to come on here and tell me that you are going to fire me and that I look like a ghetto black Elvis? Do you, and, and let me say this before we, it's not racist. This was the, this was this you was an, this is nice. an African American have. gentleman. So like when he's saying some of these things, it's taken to me as a very different tone. He says, "As your elder, mm -hmm. right?" And I'm like, "Bitch, I'm 42. The only elders I got are my mom. That's it. That's oh, it. That's the last shit. elder I got. Everybody else is a fucking peer, as far as I'm concerned, right? In this industry. So it was just funny, and I and I'll engage and I'll respond because I just like oh if you want to I I I like to engage in these conversations. Let's fuck uh, let let's yeah, fucking go, bro. Uh, but those are some of the things that that like we get that even when our show is ratings up twenty percent and our 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 host just won an Emmy. Ali, you've won multiple Emmys, and people even professionals want to get on and be like, mur, mur, "This is reprehensible." Why? If I was your boss, I'd I'd fire you. It's like really because my boss sent me an email saying that I did a really good job. So what did we say about that? Do you know what did we say about that? Yeah. So basically, all he was worried about was that your shirt was unbuttoned. That's it. But it's the but it's the way you come at somebody saying that I would fire you. you look no, no, ghetto, no, no, you look like a black Elvis, and I'm just like, are these bad things? Yeah. My point is that like it's not about being unprofessional. It's, he's just mad that your shirt was unbuttoned, and he chose to like go at you super freaking hard for no reason. Yeah. And all the things in the world for you to sit and go, you know what? <laughs> I am upset. He has two extra buttons. And to send that, you know, he reread it. He felt a certain way, sent it, and on and top of it, sent. And on, and on like top of it, wild. Like, let's let's keep things in, let's keep wild. things in perspective. This was so the more like obviously this was the day after the shooting. That was a couple of days ago. Not to kill the buzz. So at the beginning of the segment, the A block, we play the Steve Kerr sound. I'm wearing a blazer. My shirt's buttoned up because that's not the time to be making fashion statements and and to be doing that. So that that's that's called professionalism. Like guys, I'm not. I'm gonna have my buttons up. I'm not trying to draw attention to me. Like that's what it is. Now as the show progressed, I took off the blazer. We're outside, mind you. We're outside. You buffoon in Miami and fucking and moon. You buffoon. Buffoonery. Like, we're out there in Miami, and so it's like we're outside. Do you know how hot it is in humid ass Miami, right? So, so 
Oh, Perk, oh, Perk had a fan. Perk had a fan on him like this, just like fanning him while we're on while we're on on air. He wasn't even putting it down while we're off air. Perk had a shirt, tie, and a blazer, and I'm like, oh hell no! So I take it off. I have my shirt down. I'm oh. on my Mike Lowry. I'm over here South Beaching it with my glasses, looking fly. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> just just fucking having fun because we talk about basketball for a living. You clown. Like, don't come at me. Like, dude, like, what do we do? We're not over here. We're, we're, we're not we're over here breaking him. news. Tell him, Chad. I actually think this you. is... You don't have any dogs. <laughs> I <laughs> I actually think this is a good way... I got a oh, dog. He's right here. He would never, though. He would yeah. never. Um, I actually think this is a good way to end no, the podcast God, from a standpoint of, like, we may have just come across a new fun segment. And obviously, you were very serious about the way in which you just responded to that individual. So I responded back aside, to him very professionally, very professionally. Yes. That aside, oh, Topher. Um, Channing, do you have a mean tweet that you could read? Oh, yes. I know you do. I know you have stuff in there. Like, how you seven foot with a little head? And I head. love... <laughs> Dude, yeah, people Stop are... it. Someone uh, said that to you? Actually... Oh, people say... Oh, yeah. Actually, you know what? I haven't really been getting on anybody. The last thing I got was, hey, oh, from some some person. Hey, uh, I hope you have an amazing off season. I really am struggling right now. Could you send me $20 of my Venmo? Is the last Did you? I got. And I was just like, uh, no, fuck not. Oh. Damn, Allie. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Wow. <laughs> Well, this is the That's part. Oh, this man. is the part for me where, like, after the guy's message, and, and when I'm the last thing I was like, "Hey, you're right. Can you tune into the show today? Right? Can you tune into the show today? I'll do a better job. And I'm going to wear a pink shirt, and it's going to be buttoned down to my like my my navel, right, right there to my belly button. It's going to be open. I'm going to have my chest <laughs> out, right? I'm going to have my chest." Yeah, we're still in Miami. Are you in Miami? Show, and then I fly to Boston at eight o'clock tonight. So I'm going to be like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to tell the guy, you're right, today I will be more professional. And then I'm going to show up, and he's going to turn on the TV and be livid. That's going to be my <laughs> screw you to the one person that I'm talking to. My, oh, yeah, uh, get into it, Allie. Oh, my, I don't have anything fun, though. Then you haven't been tweeting. My last five, <laughs> my last five yeah. are, I actually looked on TikTok for the full video, even though I don't have TikTok. How big is your feet? Sell feet pics. How much for you socks? Oh. How much? Allie, I was oh, They are nice. God. They look good in red. Allie. I'd love to suck your toes. Dude, Allie, <laughs> you for sure. Dude. <laughs> that is all. Allie. <laughs> that is it. That's all I got. Hey, yo. Come on, girl. I'm telling you, you should just you should put your socks in a jar and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. Dude, we are going to, before we finish with Road Trip, and whenever that is in 100 years, we are going to get Allie and OnlyFans. Yeah, but like, if we're going to, then, yes. One thing I've learned, I'm a five-star on WikiFeet. Oh. Yeah, I just found out. I just heard about this yesterday. Malika was saying this. That's a thing? It's a WikiFeet profile. (laughs) We got to figure out this WikiFeet. I got to go. I got to go. This is where I'm going. I'm going to go to WikiFeet at this. All right. We're now, this is our mission now. That's what we do. And then we just put pictures of our feet, Shannon.
sick. I've ah. seen both of them. Dude. Do hey, not. I got my toes. That's another edition of what? Road <laughs> All right, road trippers, have you heard about Prize Picks? Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Our entire crew loves it, and we know you will too. Prize Picks has the best NBA prop game across the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS operator, and they offer every player and stat category you can think of. Want to get in the game now? There's no better time with the NBA playoffs in full swing. All new users that make their first deposit and use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN will receive an instant 100% deposit match up to $100. All you have to do is pick two to five players and select an over-under on their daily projections. And you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. Prize Picks even allows mixed sport entries. Use the award-winning Prize Picks app, either on the App Store or Google Play today. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Make this year's NBA playoffs a little more exciting. Enjoy a special bonus offer on us. Check out prizepicks.com, use the promo code ROADTRIPPIN, or go to your app store and download the app today. Remember, Road Trippers, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. 